On this episode of Intent Topics, we are joined by guest Brett Ludlow of Liquid Interactive. Today, we'll be talking about using a consultative selling approach to selling digital services. Thank you for tuning into Intent Topics today. Today we have Brett Ludlow from Liquid. Brett, excited to have you on the show. Tell us what you are doing now and how you got there. First of all, yeah, thank you guys. I'm really excited to be here. I'm a big fan and you guys do great work. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, So yeah, my name is Brett Ludlow. Yeah, no problem. I'm the Vice President of Strategic Solutions at Liquid. Um, Liquid is a firm based in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So just about an hour outside of Philly. Um, and we help companies become better digital businesses. Uh, we do that by enhancing their customer experience and improving operational efficiencies uh, by leveraging digital uh, technology um, in new and effective ways. Uh, we have four focus areas at the company. We have analytics, technology, brand and creative, and, and digital marketing. Um, so we bring all of those together under one roof to bring the best solutions to, to our clients uh, and so my, my job right now is, uh, in, in the, in the role I'm in is to really align with the senior leadership at our clients and our prospects, um, deeply understand their business objectives, their goals as it relates to digital transformation or really any of the areas of focus we have, and then work with our senior team members, um, and consultants that we have at liquid to architect, um, the solutions that meet their needs um, form relationships and, uh, grow our relationships with, with those clients. Uh, so I also, one of the other areas of focus is in in this industry always evolves, always growing, always changing. Uh, one of my focuses is bringing new services, uh, service offerings to market for the agency. So I have that focus as well as we, as we, that's awesome. So, so you guys have clients like, uh, Mac, Volvo trucks, right? Crayola. Yep. Like some pretty, pretty uh, small clients. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, you guys have a, a lot to offer. Uh, you know, I think there's there's agencies that that you know do pretty well focusing on on one of the things that you guys offer. But you seem to bring everything together very, very, very effectively, um, which is great. Uh, you know, even your guys' presence. Is, is awesome. You know, we were looking at, you know, Instagram, your website, all that. That's so, yeah, very tight. So, so, you know, one of the things we talk about here at Union is, is agencies that present as a, a jack of all trades is sometimes hard to, to really find the angle to sell it. Right. Cause you know, it's the temptation is what's your problem. We can solve mm-hmm. it. Right. So, and it's something we've seen a lot of people kind of fall into that trap. But you guys obviously have great customers, have grown very fast. Um, what? How do you, you know, kind of go to market in a way that that you know is effective, even though you have so many different competencies? Yeah, like without diluting your services, right? Yeah, no, that's yeah, a, that's a really good question, and uh, I can tell you that it's definitely difficult to run a company like liquid that can maintain all of this in-house expertise across many areas. One of the, one of the other unique parts is that we're technology agnostic, you know, so from a platform, uh, yeah. what we're going to build in, what we're going to architect solutions in it's, it's really 
what are their requirements? What are their goals first? And then we'll, based on our experience across many different platforms and our partnerships, we'll bring the best uh, team into the table. So it's difficult. Um, there's a lot of, it's, you're always investing, you're always investing in new areas. You're always keeping, uh, you know, keep looking for that next hire that, that knows that ex, next expertise. Um, so it's, it's definitely, um, you know, definitely uh, not an easy way to, to go about it, but I think what it, it's rewarding at the end of the day, because our, our customers can trust us to, solve their problems with technology. So a lot of our times, a lot of times our customers, you know, they're smart. They know what they know, what they are trying to accomplish. They either don't have the teams, they don't have the resources, or they've, they've made an investment in a platform and their vendor left them and and they don't know how to really make it work. Um, We can, we can bring that all together. So what we like to do is lead with, you're not even talking about necessarily our service offerings and getting granular right away. You know, we say we're a digital business company. We can make digital work, whatever that means for you, whatever you need. And, and, and uh, you know, let's just listen to what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of fill in the blanks from there. Um, you know, one of the interesting parts is the cool. kind of the brand side. Right. People, people might say, what, why does a digital company do branding and brand strategy? Um, it's not necessarily traditional to yeah. what a digital, digital agency would do. Um, Right. From our perspective, mm-hmm. if you are evolving your technology and you're evolving your customer experience and you're changing all these, improving the way you do business with your customers, um, if your brand's not evolving to keep pace with those changes, uh, your customer experience really can only hit a certain evolution point. So it's uh, it's it's a fun story to tell, sure. um, but it definitely has its complexities because you go up into the market and if a company has a specific need, like hey, I I need an SE, I need an SEO partner. Um, and, and they are looking at firms that have just as many people as liquid that, but only do SEO all day, every day. Um, that's definitely a, a strong, strong contention and strong competitor for, for us in that situation. But we'll try to open up their minds and say, okay, we know how SEO fits into the bigger picture of what you're trying to achieve. Oh, and by the way, you know, maybe shift focus away in some areas or, or look at your, uh, look at how you can complement that in other ways with, with paid search. So we're taking more of a kind of maybe sometimes change the conversation, but do it with that kind of us understanding that whole picture of their digital ecosystem. So that's awesome. And I, I I hear all the time. It's like in this space, Mm -hmm. like customer experience, right? That's a buzzword, right? User experience, customer experience, uh, you know, uh, like investment in digital platforms and all that kind of stuff. And then we talk about things like, you know, brand evolution and, and all that. Um, and it, I think it's easy to get caught up in, you know, I have to have a good customer experience. Um, and you have all these people talking about, uh, you know, different KPIs around customer experience and personalization and all that kind of stuff. But when we talk about how that all rolls down to the bottom line, uh, and you and you guys are talking about solving business problems, and and that's what really interests me. So it's not like we're we're looking at you know nice looking things. What are some of the the metrics that you guys look to drive um, when it comes to building you, you know like really getting that return on investment in in things like you know customer experience and all that? Like, what are some of the things that brands that you work with can expect to see? Um, from that investment where it's not just like table stakes, it's, it's actually, you know, 
uh, real, sure. real yeah, bottom a good, line growth? It's a good question. I think we look for growth in a couple of ways. One of those ways is the operational efficiencies will help them, will help them discover, um, you know, not just by outsourcing work yeah. to liquid, but by us finding ways that they are underutilizing uh, their technology. So a lot, of, a lot of times we work with clients that have enterprise systems, enterprise platforms. They've paid a ton of money and painful implementations, but it's there and they're using it, but they're only using maybe 10% of the platform that they're paying for. Um, and they're not leveraging and they're paying for another license for another tool that does something very similar to what this other platform that, they've, that they've, they're underutilizing can do. Um, and, and so we'll jump in and, and just say, okay, just for the same, same cost that you're, you're already paying for your license fee, fold, fold in these three platforms you're paying for, we'll migrate over to this one and we'll build one ecosystem under here and you'll fully optimize and leverage the platform you have. So there's a cost savings and an operational efficiency side to that, that we can really tangibly track and say, okay, how many hours yeah. of, of one person's manual effort where, where did you save and put that energy elsewhere? because you can optimize the connections between these two platforms, whatever it may be. So that, that is definitely one area of it. Um, the other area of it is the growth side of it. You know, the customer experience, as you, as, as you just you know, kind of said, in terms of it's a very common thing, but if you can't prove it, it's hard to uh, kind of retain that customer relationship. So we get, we get really ingrained, as deeply yeah. ingrained yeah, in, into definitely. their metrics organization, um, the numbers that make, that make, them, make them tick. Uh, as we can when we're kind of driving these types of programs efforts. Um, you know, for example, we'll look at, um, we'll look at, we'll optimize, we'll, we'll, we'll look at, for example, we have a client that um, kind of B2C uh, services, they have about 200,000 customers and, but their customer, um, you know, crossover rate by uh, cross selling into other service areas was, was really low. It was kind of stagnating. They'd get their customer in the door, they'd pay that reoccurring revenue fee, but uh, their cross-sell rate to other really products that should be kind of no-brainers was it was very low. So we kind of dug through their customer data. Uh, they were using Domo. We kind of dug into that, um, understood okay, what are the what are the you know what are the similarities um, between customers that are kind of buying these services? What what trends can we find within that customer? Okay, now let's leverage the platforms that they have in terms of email marketing in terms of social targeting and, and kind of really target individuals with unique messages that meet uh, that meet those criteria and then see the uptick. So with things like that and studies like that, that they don't have time to do, you know, they, they're just kind of running the day to day business. They don't have time to sit there and slice yeah. and dice and analyze because they don't have a team of 40 people running their digital marketing. They they, they can then see that immediate lift. So those are the types of things sure. we'll, we'll dive into. Yeah. The key is for us, and, and this starts even before in the business development process, the key is to get deeply ingrained in the, into the organization and the numbers that make them tick. Um, and if, and if, and if a company, you know, is, is kind of standoffish about that or isn't really letting, letting you in and just kind of saying, keeping you kind of at arm's length, there's, there's really only so much we'll be able to do or prove or show, um, at the end of the day. That's that, that's really interesting. And I, 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 I like this idea of, you know, diving in and really understanding the metrics. And I, I, I hear this story a lot um, where these companies invest a significant amount of money, um, you know, six figures into some of these projects. And then, and then, you know, you said it like they're, they're getting 10% of the, the value back out of it, which is, which is outrageous to me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't come from like, you know, the, the big corporate yeah. world, right? Like a hundred thousand bucks, a lot of money. Um, 
you know, so one of the one of the guests we had, and the podcast is coming out soon. Um, uh, Sam, Sam Wright from Sirius was he. We spoke a lot about like sales alignment from from sort of the business development to the to the you know all the way to the account executive side. What I'm interested in is how you guys think about the, how the digital sort of presence aligns with sales process and that kind of stuff. Have, have you guys thought about how those things should align in a business or have you run into some cases that, that, you know, that, um, that's discussed in organizations or, or you yeah, wish we, it was, have, or what, um, what's your thoughts? There? One of the, the big, uh, things we're seeing, uh, change, especially on the B2B side is kind of the evolution of the CMO. And, and a lot of companies are even kind of getting rid of their CMOs and, and migrating some of those activities to the sales area. Um, and, you know, it's, it's being, it's, it's really these B2B companies are kind of becoming more and more sales driven and, and the, the, the marketers and the CMOs and people like that are, are becoming, it's more more and more difficult to defend themselves because they don't have the insight into the data to prove what, what they're, that what they're doing is actually helping the company. Um, we look, we have a, a service offering that we've, we, we would do at that point. It was really focused on sales and marketing alignment. Um, not only do they, they need the technology, you need it in order to have all of this work. You need a CRM and you need a marketing automation tool and they need to be integrated and stood up and uh, a, a powerful CMS. But if you have all those things and you're still not getting mm-hmm. the information out, it's really just about back getting the sales team, sales executive leadership and the marketing leadership in a room and agreeing to key metrics, key processes, key workflows. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, mm-hmm. it's like taking the digital out of it and saying, okay, we need to work as a unified front. It's not the marketing team can't touch your leads and, and the sales team doesn't need marketing. And or we see that a lot. They need to really, they need to be a unified front. And uh, sometimes that can be difficult for larger organizations. Um, that basically yeah. sometimes we, we even see it where a sales team's like, hey, Mark, I don't want marketing yeah. to touch so, my, my customers. I have my relationships. Don't even email them with anything because, <laughs> you know, I know what they need. And, yeah. and which is great. It's a great All sales right. team uh, to, to know that client that much. But um, that that's where there's a big disconnect because marketers can definitely help in every step of the customer journey. And it's about kind of unlocking some of those quick wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so Brett, so you've probably been in a bunch of conversations where um, you're mm-hmm. trying to get get this like sales marketing alignment, right? Have you come up? Have you guys at Liquid come <laughs> up with a phrase for that better than marketing? No, we, there's you. a there's you a got, lot of different. It's, it's so me. hard in in this space. That's funny. We haven't used that one. I can tell you that we have not used that. We have we <laughs> haven't u- used that one. No, uh, I can't use that. We just, just like to do dump it. things down. Yeah. We like to dump yeah. things down. We don't we don't really. Uh, you know, even sales and marketing alignments buzzy. We, we kind of just you try to try to avo- avoid some of the, the buzzwords and try to just say, totally. hey, let's let's get yeah. in a room and make this work. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. So you guys are into you guys are into simplicity, which it sounds like is really like the, yeah. the core value. It's like make stuff work right yep. and 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 don't really, you know, tinker too much. That's cool. So. Expert positioning. Let's go back to kind of. So you you came from 
kind of the the you know the the yeah, ground so level of liquid been, and, uh, and have worked your way up if you right? include my internship um, which it, is a ground level yeah. um i've been at liquid for about 10 years and different positions from project management to account yeah. account executive um to digital marketing and kind of social media management to the role yeah. i'm in now so seen a bunch of different angles so you've got a, a yeah, pretty yep. good. Which is which is helpful too when you're when you're dealing with clients, right? Like you got to have a, a pretty well rounded. So uh, we talk about expert positioning. Um, that's super important. Like every tr- salesperson I've ever trained, you know, that's this is one of the things that talk about is expert yep. positioning. Like confidence comes from knowledge, right? Um, so when you're in these kind of conversations, um, how have you? like you're on the front lines, you know, dealing with, a, with, with your clients and stuff. And, 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 um, with so many different things that you can sell, um, and, and so many different pieces of the puzzle, how do you, and you, and you obviously know your stuff, right? So how do you really get that expert positioning? How do you build that confidence um, to then go and, and, you know, have these conversations That's with a various question. different I mean, brands we, talking about various um, different And it's tough and, and nobody, no, no one person can be a, a mild, deep expert in, in everything we do here at Liquid. You know, I, even from the two areas I have never spent time was I've, I've never been a developer programmer. I've never been a designer. Those are very, very difficult skill sets. And, and as you know, so, so, you know, when it comes to things like that, the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing that our sales team does is uh, really understand the business needs and how everything that we do can solve problems. Um, we, we kind of take a, we take a team approach to sales um, and call myself and then the other like you know, salespeople at Liquid, uh, relationship people, they're, they're the tip of the spear. Um, and, and they go in, they, they meet, they might have the first meeting alone. Yeah. Um, they might, like they should be able to stand on their own and, and go in and, and, and myself, you know, talk to the senior leaders at the, understand what their needs are because there's always a need. They're always, they're always talking to us for a specific reason. Um, some, some people can, can kind of analyze on the fly and, 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 and do some of that strategic thinking on their, on the fly. Others do the information and fact gathering, ask the right questions, know the questions to ask, know, know where to go next, bring all that information back and then get the team together to architect the solution. So if you look at our uh, kind of, I would say like kind of our leadership management team, uh, the heads of all of our departments from creative marketing, analytics and strategy and technology, they are, they're not all on the clock all the time. You know, when you look at an agency model where you, know, you have everyone's billable and their rates and their, so all of those people, part of their job and their expectation is to be out with clients, helping architect and, and sell in solutions. Um, and so we definitely, um, you know, that's a little bit of, from an agency perspective, you know, extra overhead to have, but it helps us make sure that the experts are coming to the table as quickly as possible. And, um, and the solutions really as thorough and foolproof as possible. Interesting. So if you were a, a sales, say, say you mm-hmm. were like, a you know, just starting as a, you know, account executive or something, um, knowing what you know now, um, what, what are some of the things that as you've kind of evolved in the, in the, in this space, what are some of the things that you would tell yourself or tell somebody now that's, that's kind of starting yeah. in that role? 
um, or tell that person's manager, you know, um, how, how to really, you know, get that, no, no, get that good. alignment and get that. So I think one of the things know, I would say, yeah, and, and we, have, we, we look for new people all the time. And, um, you know, one of the, th- one of the easiest ways we find, find new people from a, a sales side and a, an account and executive side is from within, because they've seen different angles and seen different, they know how things work. Um, but I will say when we hire someone new, for an example, one of the things I would say is that you gotta, you need to leave your ego at the door. Um, you know, you might be smart and I know you have experience and I know you know yeah. um, how all of this comes together, but it's a team approach to selling. And, and if you're, if you're not aligned with the, you, yeah. you better be in, in alignment with what the rest of the team is, is recommending. Um, it's not, it's not you out there being the rainmaker and coming back in and, and all, and all of that. Um, we don't do, you know, for example, we don't have a commission structure here because we, we, it's truly yep. a team approach to, to working with a client. And, um, and that's, and that's what I would say. The people that don't succeed are the people that think they know it all. The people that think they are the experts and in everything and, and, and their ways, right. And I don't need, you know, our director of technology to come with me to this meeting. I know what I'm talking about. Oh no, that's not how I would definitely say that's my biggest piece of advice is trust the experts, know, know your lane, know what you, what, know what you're good at and, and embrace the team's uh, strengths. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's coming from, from you who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if anybody sort of brings their ego into it in the way that you guys sell, it'll just be a savage beating, (laughs) right. By, by the marketplace, right. Like like you do not know this and we're going to show you exactly why you don't know that. Um, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I like that. That, and, and here at union, we, we believe in the same thing. It's like, you know, not, not everybody knows everything and that's okay. You you know, you're, you're in the game because you're good at what you do. You exactly. don't need to be good at, you know, if you're a defender, you don't need to be good at scoring goals. Right. So, so consultative selling, you mentioned it, um, or relationship selling or, you know, th- these things get mentioned a lot. Um, it's once again, it's one of those buzzwords that we talk about, you know, I, I believe in it, but, what does it mean to you? Like what, what does that sort of arena it means, or, or style really it means mean to you to in your role and, and in your head? approach things here. Um, we, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, business one-on-one, it's hard to find, it's, it's more expensive to find a new customer, um, you know, than to, to service your, your current customers and grow that relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you don't want to be doing that all the time. We have, we have a lot of our, <laughs> Um, yep. you know, clients, we have, we have a couple clients that we've been working with for over 25 years. Um, that's, those are the things that we kind of, that, that relationship part is important to us. And that, mm-hmm. I think one of the ways we, we operate like that. And, and for, for me specifically is that, you know, if, if I'm working with a client, I don't need to be in every meeting. I don't need to be in every discussion. I don't need to be, I, you know, even from a sales standpoint, I don't need to be, if, 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 if we have, uh, our main contact coming in for a big meeting. I don't need to, I don't need to be there. I feel confident and that the team and trust the team to, um, to deliver and, and ask the right questions. And, and, and so I think the relationship is key, but it has to go beyond me. Um, we need, we need others forming relationships at all different levels of the organization, um, in order for us to be truly successful and kind of be able to grow that, that relationship with the client. 
um, we kind of do it in a tiered approach where we have a um, an executive kind of lead on the, the account. So on, on our executive team at Liquid, uh, myself and and two or three others um, from the, from a leadership standpoint, we have that open relationship with the executive team at, at our clients. They know who to call if there's a major problem, if there's a big need. They know they know how to get a hold of us. We we meet every every couple months to just you know, work aside, let's talk about what's, what's happening in the market, what they're, what, how they're doing and how they're performing, how we're performing. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to our teams executing work, there might be three or four different touch points that are, that are happening at any given time. Um, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because it helps us, um, get that deep knowledge. Now there's risk there because, um, if you're not really all in lockstep with who's saying what and, and what happened in, in one meeting that I wasn't at and I turn around to talk to somebody else and I didn't know that they talked about something else. Yeah. It sound ridiculous. I mean, that's, you always, you run that risk, but, but we've learned to work well in that way. And so relationship, the relationship selling is really yeah. the only way that we're able to, to succeed here. That's really cool. So you guys are like adhesive, almost like a strip of tape from the top down to, to, so, so some of your, are, are some of your like kind of more tactical teams, are they interacting? Like you guys are executive to executive and then as it goes down, are you, or are you also interacting with, with kind of some, so like their marketing It'll be a little bit of, it'll be a little bit of, yeah, no, yeah, it'll be a little bit of both. Um, but we definitely, everyone on the team is client facing. Um, we think it's best for the client. Sure. You know, we don't, there are different ways to structure this. As you know, there are other agencies where nice. you talk to this person and this person only, they'll report back what our team says and they're going to sure. be the voice of the, and that's, that's fine. There's a very successful way to do things. But from our perspective, the, yeah. um, the more people that we can get out in front of the clients, the subject matter experts, um, they like to talk to the people they're working with. They like to talk to the people that are, that are on their team. They like to see the team. And, and, um, so we, yeah, we all the way down to tactics, executing with tactics on their team. They're collaborating together. They're on status calls. They're working on, on Slack together. And, and it's really just a joint effort. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Cool. So, uh, talk to us about the evolutions or trends that you see having, a potentially large impact. One of them would be on yourself, this continued trend in, in large um, companies. In the next 12 months. Um, like some of the ones we're, we're working with is building in-house, building in-house teams. Um, so some of the services we've offered over the past five to 10 years, it, 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 they just, yep. they just continue to, people just continue to build more and more in-house expertise in one, one service at a time. All right, we're going to, it started out 10 years ago. Nobody knew how to handle social media. They had to outsource all of it. They didn't know how to approach it, how to tackle it. You know, now most of these companies have social media teams in-house, um, you know, same with, and then that continues yeah. to evolve. Now some the major global companies are, are building their whole programmatic ad advertising management teams, their own agencies and everything in-house. Um, so that's going to continue to continue to evolve. And that's why we really focus on innovation and introducing new service offerings. Uh, we have a, we have a liquid innovation team here. That's a cross-functional team of people that, you know, me, yep. it's really there. It's outside of the nine to five. It's their kind of, it's their passion. And, and they spitball ideas. They come up with new thoughts or ways we can be uh, bringing things to market or approaching things. Uh, but then in general, everybody at liquid is encouraged to, if you see an opportunity, if you see a new service offering, if you see a trend that you want to help liquid jump into and, and fill a, fill a gap in the market, 
just raise your hand, talk to us, and we'll give you the resources you need to do so. But you'll be accountable for doing that. Yeah, you're going to be the one in charge. You're going to be helping make this a success. We'll invest, um, but but you got to show us that it's growing and, and we can we can sell this to the market. Uh, we have to continue. Yeah, we have to continue to operate that way because we should really be you know. You know, not 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 it's major new service sick. offerings, but evolving yeah. within the areas that we're experts in. We should be continuously evolving our practices and, and things we could be doing within that area. And what's next in digital marketing? What's next in data? Um, and, and that's really what we're, we're we we're going to need to continue to focus on um, as companies continue to build their in-house teams. Yeah. Now is that. I, I've heard the t- the term you know time to market is that is that just because there's more people who do these things and and so they become cheaper and and then also like when it's in house like you know you can get stuff done a lot quicker is that kind of what's going on or or is there yeah, something that, else I think it's a little that, bit of that, that it's, well it's a lot of, of that and a little bit of companies um, bringing more and more you know, stuff in driving it you know some you think that okay we can we can have an agency do these things or we can hire a couple people the, the bottom line is we continue yeah. to, we have to differentiate ourselves. Uh, from that, you know, you don't, yeah, yes, it's great that you have this team. Here's, here's a, a another area mm-hmm. of focus you can be also kind of looking at to help drive you to the next five years. Um, so, but yes, I think, I think cost is, is, is definitely a part of it. Cost savings where, where possible. And I think, um, nice. I think the, the, uh, job market, I'm thinking of the job market, you know, people are coming out of college now with, uh, data, data analyst job descriptions at a very, very high rate. Uh, social media majors are launching across the country or con- mm-hmm. are, are producing new students and, and graduates across the country. So, you know, it's, it's just, you know, Oh, you just bring those on, bring them on board where before it's it was kind of a, 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 an unknown. Um, so I think that's, you know, look at the, the amount of kind of people that have either graduated right. and, and are data analysts yeah, or yeah. changed their job description to be a data scientist from something they were doing that wasn't that <laughs> um, they're just popping up everywhere. So yeah, that's, I think that's part of it. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love that idea yeah. of, a, of innovation, a innovation team. So we, so it's we like the, will uh, sponsor the, projects. The, you know, we'll have team, if, if right? the team kind of comes together cool. and, and, so, and even, even a technology, yeah. like a, pro, a cool project that isn't a new service offering, but it's something we can deliver, develop, uh, show off here at the office so that our, our customers can see how we can work with this emerging technology that maybe no one's purchased yet or whatever it may be, um, that just helps us open doors and, and sell, sell more of those services. We, we, we sponsor that a couple of times a year. Yeah. Nice. That's a, cool. that's a good well, question. To wrap this up, uh, what, what do the next 12 months look exciting. like for you so we're specifically? We're rolling out a new brand identity for ourselves, which has been a lot of fun to develop and test and, and launch. Yeah, so you'll start to see, uh, if you follow, follow along with us, you'll start to see some new uh, things Ooh. in market. Um, you know, we've, like I said, we've been around for, for 25 years and we've had different, we've had different iterations of the brand because as the industry evolves, we want to keep it evolving our, our image. Um, you know, so, so that, that's going to be, uh, exciting. Uh, and that's a, it's a huge part of my job is making sure yep. that we, we grow our new service offerings, new clients, unlocking, unlocking doors. So, um, the other thing I'll say is, you know, my, my role will probably evolve by then. I never know what's next, but, um, you know, I typically focus on something new every 12 months. So, uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Right. Nice. Sounds good. 
Yes, yes thank you. It was great, great cool. talking Well, to I us. enjoyed having you on the show today. This was a, this was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks um, for joining, Brett. So this wraps up this episode of Intent Topics. I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Thank you so much for joining in. Please give us a follow and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you listen on. We will see you next time. Take care.